Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your grief flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chains. Here are your hosts, Kathy Kane and Tommy. Hey, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you want to follow the show on Twitter, follow the show at Strict Anonymous or follow me at Cartoon Therapy. If you haven't subscribed to the show, you can subscribe and write a review. I love to get reviews. Nobody ever writes reviews. I mean, I did get one recently, but it's for some reason I get thousands of people that listen to my podcast, but people don't write reviews. If you can write a review, that'd be great. Write a review. Um, if you want to buy my book, don't buy it on Kindle. Buy the hard copy. It's more money, but it's much better. Uh, I wrote a book. It's called The Cartoon Misadventures of a Total Trainwreck. It really is. a. The tagline is it's a bunch of love gone very wrong stories. And that's what it is. So if you have like a shit love life and you want to feel better about yourself, read my book because my relationships were all horrendous and I write all about it. <laughs> it's basically like my losing my virginity story all the way up until I turned 40. So anyway, you could find that. The Cartoon Misadventures of a Total Trainwreck on Amazon.com. I think it's like $11.99. Um, what else? If you want to be on the show, I'm always looking for, uh, people who want to call in people who are looking for advice or just looking to sort of, you know, talk about their secret life that they live or whatever. Uh, like I said, I like to give advice, I give unprofessional advice, but I think it's good advice, whatever. Uh, so if you want to be on the show, you have a problem or a secret life, like I said, just send in an email to strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com. Uh, today I have on a guy who I found on Craigslist. And he's a young guy, 26-year-old guy who's gay, who's really into doing all kinds of freaky gay stuff. He loves black guys. He's a white guy. He's 26. He's a white guy, but he loves black guys. And he's looking to sort of, you know, get his freak flag on. He's looking to do like more and more dirty stuff with black guys. And we talk about that. We talk about how we we talk about other stuff too, uh, because... I interview him like I do everybody else. I sort of Barbara Walters him and find out how he, you know, when he found out he was gay, how he came out of the closet, what his relationships have been like, how his family sort of, you know, took it and his friends and stuff like that. And I think that's really interesting as well, besides all the uh, action he's looking to get. And we also talk about the action that he has got, like his first gay experience and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, uh, I forget what we call him. You know, everyone makes up names. I think Brent. I think we call him Brent. Uh, his name is Brent. And, uh, you know, I'm just going to be right back on with him. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone? To anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. 
And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous. Hey, Brent. Welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast. I'm with Kathy. How are you? Hey, good. How are you? I'm good. So, Brent, I answered an ad that you had placed on Craigslist a while ago. I'll probably read the ad uh, in the intro because it's interesting and it gives like a little backstory on, you know, what you're into and what you're on Craigslist looking for. And basically, it's like you're looking for black guys. You're 26 years old. You said you're a white guy. You're good looking, well educated, but you have like a thing for black guys. You've been with them in the past, but you're looking for to do like more freaky stuff, right? Like you were looking for double penetration, orgies, going to sex clubs, that kind of stuff. What I was wondering is, first of all, what do you rate yourself? You said you were good looking in your, in your ad, right? And I always ask my callers, like, what do you rate yourself on a scale of one to 10? I would give myself at least an eight. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Okay, cool. And you're into black guys. Now, let me ask you this because I didn't really ask you any questions, you know, um, after I read your email. Like, do you, um, are you, do you consider yourself gay? Are you out like that? Or are you like living a straight life and this is something that you do on the side that nobody knows about? Um, so now I'm out. Um, I recently came out. I don't make it a point to tell everyone that I meet, but I'm definitely more comfortable with it now. I was in the military before, so... Mm -hmm. It was definitely more of a closeted thing back then, but now I'm more okay with it, especially living in it's a little easier to be, you know, be out here. Because you're like in a city, is that what you mean? Like, it's like living in New York? Yeah, yeah, just living in the city. It's more open, more liberal, I would say, so... Well, that's cool because I can't tell you how many guys that call into my show that are, you know, doing this kind of thing are into guys, but they have to like pretend that they're straight and they're like totally still in the closet, you know, and that's kind of sad, right? So I think it's great that you're at least like, you know, out and it's not like you're living like a total double life, you know, like some guys are. I did have a guy. I don't know if you've listened to him. He was a while ago. I'll get you the name and uh, episode of a guy who was in the military and he was gay and he told me that he fucked guys all the time in the military and you want to know where they did it all the time is in the porta potties <laughs> oh, no. that, that's where he oh. told me they got it on i mean was that oh, your experience no. in the military um no i never had any gay experiences in the military um i was when i was very young i was only 17 so Right. Doing anything with another guy at that time was definitely out of the question. Well, when did you lose your virginity? Like, so, okay, so you, do you always, I'm assuming you always knew you were gay, like when you were younger, but you didn't come out of the closet yet? Like, did you always have that? Did you always know? Yeah, I, I knew since I was probably like 13 years old, but I, I never, I used to think I would never come out of the closet. It, you know, I always thought I would marry and have a family. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I've, I've known for a long time. Right. And then did you like date girls or like experiment with girls when you were younger before you came out? Oh, definitely. I had very serious girlfriends. Um, I was almost engaged at one point when I was probably 19 years old. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. And why did that end? Was it because you just knew you'd never be satisfied in that kind of a relationship or was it just other issues? Yeah, just other things. She was, you know, I thought she was crazy. I was probably crazy too. <laughs> Most girls, we we're all yeah. crazy. Girls are fucking crazy. You don't know that? <laughs> yeah, I, I learned that. Yeah, there's that There's that great video on YouTube, The Crazy Matrix. Did you ever see it? Like the hot girl crazy I, matrix? 
No, I haven't seen it. Oh, it's really fucking funny. Because if you're an eight and you're, you know, you want to, you were dating hot girls, like they're all nuts. And it's this whole thing about like, you know, how crazy you are depending on how hot you are. It's like hilarious. And it's really brilliant. I'll, I'll send <laughs> you the YouTube. Yeah, it's great. So anyway, so you dated that girl. She was crazy. But you're glad, you should be glad that she was kind of crazy, right? Because you didn't wind up getting married, right? And then having to like live a double life like a lot of other callers that I've had. I do know a lot of guys that have done that. So that was when you were 19. When did you actually come out of the closet? Uh, I came out, I was 22. So this was about four years ago. Right. And now let me ask you this. And that, when... was, that was just to my immediate family. That uh -huh. wasn't, you know, to the world. I didn't put it, you know, on social media or anything like that. But my immediate family, I kind of told. And then from there, more just kind of progressed when I was comfortable telling, you know, closer friends and other family. I think that that's great, though, because I think, you know, maybe, I don't know, I, I would think maybe on some levels it's harder to tell your immediate family than to tell maybe your friends and everybody else because I think people your age and the younger generation are a lot more open-minded, right? Like nowadays, I think so. I'm a lot older than you. And when I was younger, you know, being gay for a woman or a man was like very like not, you know, right. You know, nowadays I think it's a lot more accepted. So I think it's actually very brave that you came out first to your close family because I think that might be harder. Or did you think that it was going to be harder coming out to your friends and your peer group? Yeah, definitely harder to come out to my friends and peer group. Um, I, I think just being so close with my family and it was just like a burden. I just felt like I had to tell them, like I couldn't, you know, continue to lie anymore. Mm -hmm. um, it was definitely, for whatever reason that was, it was definitely easier for me to come out to my family than my friends. It was harder to tell those people and maybe because I thought, that I wouldn't have their unconditional support and love that I knew I would get from my family. Right. So you're super, um, so you have a good relationship with your family and you knew that they were, would be accepting. And how did they take the news? Like, and how did you tell them how, like, what's your family? How big is your family? Like, are you, uh, do you have brothers and sisters? Um, I have two younger sisters. Mm -hmm. um, let's see. They would have been both teenagers at that time, probably mid-aged teenagers. Uh -huh. um, I, I actually told them we were on a family trip to visit my grandmother and I was just like building up. I had been wanting to say something and finally I just like turned down the radio and I was just like. Wait, were you okay. like in the car like, or you were like at the house yeah. or something? You were in the car? We, we were in the car on the way to my grandmother's. Uh-huh. So your whole family's there, your mom, your dad and your sisters. Not my dad. My dad is kind of out of the picture. Okay, um, so it's your mom and your sisters. That's your family, right? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that's what I can say. Okay, so you lower the radio. And <laughs> yeah, you're like, so I have something I to tell you. <laughs> yeah. And I was, I just like kind of blurted it out. Like I, I'd, been, <laughs> I'd been actually trying to turn down the radio. I kept like lowering the volume. They were like looking at me like, what are you doing? And then right. I was just turning back up and... You know, finally, I just turned it all the way down. I was, I just said it out loud. I was like, I'm gay. Wow. And like, that's all you like. No, no, nothing. Like I have something to tell you or anything. You're just like, I'm gay. No, I just literally, that was it. I was just like, I'm gay. Right. And, and then what did they say? They were kind of, they were kind of just confused. They just looked at me like kind of confused. Mm -hmm. And I think my mom, she was just like, what? And I was like, I'm gay. And I was, and at this point I'm, I like started crying. Oh, right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because it was like it was a release, though, right? It was like it's something like just massive that you got off your back. Yes, it, yes. It, it felt so good to say it out loud because I had never said it and mm -hmm. said it to anyone else. Mm -hmm. um, so it definitely felt good. But it was it was just like getting the words out of my mouth was so hard, hard to do. 
Right. And just because you're facing like your truth that, you know, and it's a scary truth because sometimes it's not accepted and people have judgment around it, you know, so it's like it's it takes balls to do it. And so how did they react for the rest of that car ride? So every they were all super supportive. My mom immediately spoke up and she was like, uh, she was like, I love you anyway. She's like, it doesn't matter to me. You're still my son. And, of course, I'm just in the passenger seat, still crying. Right. My sisters, they were actually, like, in disbelief. They were like, no, you're not. They are like, stop lying. Right. I was, like, I was just like, yes. And they are like, it's okay, Bubba. We still love you. That's what they call me. They call me Bubba. Bubba, right. Yeah, that's cute. <laughs> they were like, we still love you. And it was it was a good experience. I'm, I, I was so happy, like, the way it happened because... They were all just like so supportive and which I kind of knew they would be, but it just felt so good to say it out loud. Yeah, definitely. And then how many, I mean, we're going to get to your freaky sex stuff, but like this stuff is really interesting to me too. And I think it's interesting to other people to listen to if they haven't come out of the closet, right? And then they're gay. I think it's like interesting and important to hear how other people did it and how, you know, how it worked out, you know, in your case, it worked out really well. And I think that that's great. How did you went and how long after did you wind up telling your friends and how did you do that? Did you oh. like, I mean, that must be annoying. You have to go through all of them separately or do you do like a group thing? Like, how do you do it? <laughs> Put a Facebook posting? No, I, I did it all separately. Um, it probably happened over the course of the next year to mm-hmm. a year and a half. Mm-hmm. I eventually had told had told everyone. Right. Um, but I, I did it individually. I pretty much took the same approach with almost everyone I would like ask them like, "Hey, let's go out for dinner." You know, it would be just me and that friend, mm-hmm. and uh, and I would tell them. And it's funny because the first few friends that I told, I cried every time. Like it was still the very same hard feeling, to say right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I, that's that's how I did it. And uh, was everyone super cool about it? Like, did you have any bad experiences, or was everybody like totally accepting? Which I, I would think that they would be. Yes, um, most most of my friends I've known. I grew up in a small town, so I've known them since elementary school or middle school. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank God I didn't have any friends that you know said I'm uncomfortable or right. you know that was very judgmental. Everyone was very okay with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think some of my straight friends, my guy friends, mm-hmm. maybe didn't understand or didn't. I don't know. They it's like they. They couldn't believe it at first. Right. Um, but but they all made it very clear, like, you know, you're still my boy. I still love you. Right. You know. Did you have any, like, were you weren't dating anyone, I was assuming, in that year and a half that you told people that you had to, like, break it to some girl? Like, hey, by the way, I'm, like, totally gay. <laughs> not into you. No. <laughs> no, thankfully, I was not I was not dating at that time. I didn't have to tell any girls. Mm-hmm. Um, when, I, when I did eventually... Um, put it on Facebook this was you know I was 23 I want to say mm-hmm. I just started actually dating a guy and I put it on Facebook and that my ex-girlfriend that I told you about earlier that we were almost engaged she yeah. you know kind of messaged me and was like I don't understand how could you have never told me this right um, but no there were there were no girls that I was actually talking to that I had to break news to right and so she was freaked out she had no clue I mean was your relationship and your sex life with her like totally like normal yeah everything was totally great <laughs> <laughs> everything was normal she never suspected which most people don't and didn't 
That's what I was going to ask yeah, too. We, we, Did anybody, was anybody like, oh yeah, I totally thought like maybe your mom because, you know, she's super close with you or some of your friends or, you know, like no, nobody really thought thought that you were? Nobody knew unless unless they were lying to me. Mm-hmm. You know, um, they, they all said they had no idea. They couldn't believe it. Um, I think, yeah, I believe my, people. I think if people thought so, they would tell you because why would that, why would they not? You know what I mean? I don't see what would be right. the reason. It's like, it's not like they're saying, oh, I thought you were gay and you're not gay. Then maybe someone would be insulted. But if you are gay and you're telling someone you are, if they said, oh, you know what, you know, I always thought that. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with saying it. So maybe you were one of those guys that they, nobody really knew. Yeah, I'm, I must have, I must have been. You hit it really well, and you had when you had sex with your girl, like you were totally able to like get off and have good sex with her. Yeah, I, ha- I had no performance issues at all. I enjoyed the sex; it was great. Um, but I think in the back of my head, I always knew that I would prefer to be with a guy. Right, and it may have just been because I was so young, and your you know your sex hormones are so high, and you know you're horny all the time. Right. That could have been the reason. Uh, but, yeah, I never had any performance issues. Right. And so now now when when do you lose your virginity with a guy? I was, this is after I came out of the closet. I had never actually done anything with a guy. Oh, um, really? Nope, I never had. So I heard about this gay app that you could download called Grindr. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, it's basically. I don't know if you know what that is. It's basically like location-based. Totally, yeah. Um, that was like what started like uh, Tinder and everything. It was like Grinder was like first to one to do that, and gay guys were having all the fun, you know, and then the straight community got on it, and they created Tinder. I think that's the way it went down. So you got on Grinder. Yeah. yeah, so I got on Grinder. I didn't have my real picture on there. I had like some kind of fake generic picture. It wasn't a picture of me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I, I met a few guys that way. And kind of, that's kind of what opened up, you know, my sexual encounters with men. Right. But when was the first time? And are you a top or a bottom or both? Like, what's your deal? Um, I'm, I'm versatile. I will do both. I prefer to bottom. So. You prefer to be a bottom, right. So when was the time that, like, the, your first anal sex experience? Was it the first guy that you met on Grinder? Yes, it was. Um, so I, I saw this guy. He was gorgeous he was black uh-huh that's your <laughs> um, thing right yeah yes that's my thing for i don't know why but just uh, what you like that's what you're yeah, attracted to not definitely for mm-hmm. sure <laughs> um so we were messaging or whatever and i immediately made it very clear like um in the closet i'm not looking to date you know this is strictly about sex for me um and he was like you know come to my place we can just relax smoke some weed, you know, see what happens, no pressure. So I was like, perfect. So, yeah, so I went over there. Um, we were just watching TV. It was kind of awkward at first. I didn't really, you know, know what to say or do. Right. Um, but he just kind of took control, put his hand on my leg, you know, started rubbing on me. So I did the same thing. Um, 
I mean, do you want like explicit details? Yeah, why not? I mean, whatever you're comfortable with. People love that stuff. I mean, I'm like, you know, I I just ask the questions that I'm curious about. There's always like these like details that come out, and I know that my listeners sometimes like it. Sometimes they write me in. I just did a podcast with a girl because they they wanted more details. Sometimes I don't go into the details so much, <laughs> but people like them. So if you want to get, I mean, to me, what I would want to know is like, was it like the best sex you've ever had? Because it was like finally you were able right to have sex with a guy that's like what i'm assuming like when you were jerking off and in your fantasies like that's what you were always sort of you know thinking about so like how was it in real life yeah so in in real life there it was actually every i remember thinking like this is everything that i hoped it would be that's Um, good i would be very disappointed if you said oh it wasn't that great you know (laughs) so it was like exactly as good as you thought it would be it was, yes. I remember he took off his shorts and he had like a huge penis, like a porn star penis. Right. Just beautiful. I was just like in awe. I was like, oh my God, this is, I was just so turned on. Because mm-hmm. So that's what you like too about black guys, right? Because they typically are very well hung, right? I mean, if you, your experience has only with, been with black guys, aren't they mostly always like really well hung? I would say most of the time they are probably 75% of the time you do find, you know, the few that aren't mm-hmm. extremely well endowed, mm-hmm. they're average. You really, I've, I haven't really seen like a small. Right. But you'll find average um, ones. Yeah. Average to me is probably closer to small in my, in my eyes. Right. Well, that's how it is in the white community. Just flipped 75% are small. And then there's about 25% that are really big. <laughs> Or average, they say average, you know, and they say average is six to nine, but I say average guys dig size is about four to six, you know, and then you get people that are like, you know, thicker and larger, but you don't come across those as, as much in white guys as you do in black guys. Like you said, it's more the majority of black guys are super well hung and you like that. So he pulled his pants down and he had like the biggest cock you've ever seen and it was like amazing. Yeah, it wasn't the biggest I'd ever seen, but it was definitely big. It was definitely impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would just remember immediately thinking, like, oh, my God, like, I want to suck his dick. Right. And <laughs> so, is that what you did? So, yeah, of course, that's immediately what I went to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it it's so weird because it was almost just like a natural thing. Like, I just knew what to do, maybe from watching porn, but it was, you know, it was just like instinct. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did that, and he... Um, he actually liked to kiss, which is a big turn on for me. I mm-hmm. love to kiss. Mm-hmm. So that made it even better. So I'm just like, you know, we just smoked. I'm feeling great. Sucking off this really hot black guy. We're making out. And so he want, he made it clear like he wanted to have sex. I think he may have said like, you know, um, you know, turnover or something like that. Let me see your ass. Mm-hmm. Um, so we ended up having having sex um it was very painful at first right um but i you know i enjoyed it it was great and i was like i was hooked at that point i was like oh my god this is this is great right and that's what you always want and did you fuck him too in the ass or did he just do were you just on on the bottom did you do both I mean, how does it, sex with gay men go down normally? Do you both, like, s- screw each other in the ass, or did he just, like, fuck you in the ass? Like, how did it, how does it work? Or how does that happen? Um, you, usually before you even meet someone, one of the first questions you ask is top or bottom. Right. So, um, you know, we had already discussed that. So I knew, he, you know, he was a top. 
Oh, okay. So is it ever though that you're both like, you know, open to both and you both do each other like you're both bottoms and because like what happens if you're like a bottom and you meet another bottom? Do you say, okay, forget it? Or do you say, okay, let's just each take turns being a bottom? Like how does that happen? What happens in that situation? Uh, someone tells me that they're a bottom. It's like an immediate, I'm just probably won't even message them back. <laughs> oh, interesting. Okay. Like I, I, you know, I'm, cl- I'm off immediately. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, so that's how it goes down and you're in the gay community. Like if you know what you are, are most guys like either a top or a bottom or, or some could switch either way? From from what I found, mm-hmm. um, a lot of guys will say they're versatile, which means they enjoy both, but usually they're lying. Usually, most people have something that they prefer. There are, you know, versatile guys, but um, yeah, most people, they know what they are and they know what they're looking for. Right. So you say you're a bottom, but if another guy says he's a bottom, you're like out of there. And so as a bottom, like he's some guys like fucking you in the ass. Are are you jerking off and that's how you come or can you come without even jerking off from that? Oh, no, I've I've definitely came without even jerking off. It's really, I guess, just depends on the skill of the guy and, you know, how turned on you are. But Mm -hmm. yeah, usually you jerk off while you're, you know, being fucked. Right. But you have been able to actually get off without even doing that with the guys oh, that are really without good. Even like touch, without even touching myself. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, and you just feel it like, you know, coming on and it's just like you were jerking off, except, you know, except you're not. Yeah, that's yourself. that must be great. It's like no hands, yeah, yeah, right? That, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's how I know like, oh, wow, this was like extremely like one of the best, you know, experiences I've had. Right. Was that with the first guy? Was because I know you said that that it was like really amazing. Did the first guy make you come without even jerking off, or did you have to because it was your first time? No, I, I had to jerk off, but it was um, it was still incredible. Right. And so that guy, so he just fucked you in the ass, right? And then you guys were done. Did you continue to see him, or is it just like okay, thanks, see you later, and then you go back on grinder and find another guy? Yeah, that was that was a one time thing. Um, mm-hmm. For that particular guy now, it does happen that you'll meet someone that you're both interested in, you know, meeting again and doing it again. But mm-hmm. a lot of times that doesn't happen. It seems like the thrill is kind of gone at that point. So. Totally. This is why I, t- I talked about this in my last podcast and I talk about it all the time. And I think it's very true. I mean, like, I just think that, like, gay men have, like, the best sex lives out of men. You know, like, I tell a lot of my straight friends, guy friends, like, you'd be just a lot happier if you were gay. Because I think that men like variety the first time with somebody new is always like super exciting right and then they want to conquer someone else right so if you're gay it's like you're the other guy feels the same way so nobody gives a shit if they're you're not texting them after you have sex right you know guys are dealing with women and we're wired completely the opposite so we're just always so disappointed and we you know we don't want that variety but with the men they do so you have you know you're no one in your world is upset about that situation. You know, you're not upset if the thrill is gone after one time, right? Because you'll just go on Grinder and find another guy. Right. And that's me personally. There there are guys because I will relate gay men, mm-hmm. um, act, and uh, maybe not act, but emotionally a lot of gay men are like women and they do want that connection. And Oh, really? You know, they, Oh, definitely, definitely, yeah. Oh, interesting. And would you find that it's like 50-50 or, the, or a lot of them are that way? Or would Sorry, you, say that again? Would you find that it's like 50-50 or you feel like the majority of guys are like that? Or it's like every now and then you meet a guy, a gay guy and he's like totally like wired emotionally like a more like a woman? 
I would say almost 50-50. And I think a lot of guys want to, um, you know, date and only have sex with the same person. Mm -hmm. But it's almost, it's very hard to find that. And maybe it's just the city that I'm in. Right. that That really doesn't happen. Most people are okay with just sex and moving on to the next one. Yeah, I think cities are always harder to find relationships because there's just too many distractions and too much going on and better looking people and there's just always someone else that someone can meet, you know, and there's a lot to do so people don't have that need as much as in suburbia to settle down with one person because they're constantly busy having a good time so there's not like, there's not that sort of time. I think sometimes people in suburbia just settle and get married and do shit like that because what else are they going to do? You know what I mean? (laughs) There's nothing else really to do there, right? So anyway, so... I guess that's why you would say like the whole thing with the guys that are emotional, like that's when guys hook up, like there's always a sort of like a female in the relationship and a male in the relationship, right? Like when you, when you do have a relationship, even with two guys, does it one take more of the girl role and maybe the more submissive and one is more the dominant or alpha person? Is that how it goes I down? Think that it's really different. Um, some relationships are like that where there's definitely a more dominant or masculine person that takes mm-hmm. on the male role and then a softer, more, you know, passive person that takes on the feminine role. But some there are relationships that where it's just two men, like two you know, there's really right. not it doesn't always have to be like a male female. It, it can definitely be, you know, just two grown men who, you know, are together. Right, exactly. So after that experience with that that one guy, how many other guys did you like fuck from Grinder? Did you go on like a total like crazy spree and like just screwing like every guy you met on Grinder? Did you have any relationships? <laughs> like what happened after that? Um, definitely not. I was, I was very picky and choosy. Um, I, I got a thrill out of just like talking with some guys and exchanging pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of times it just doesn't happen that you can, that you can always meet up and, you know, you may talk and exchange pics and then they're, you know, gay guys, like I said, get so, get bored and on to the next one quickly. They're just, you know, they're messaging someone else and, you know, you're kind of, yesterday's yeah i think that's online in general right you know because there's so many people texting you or hitting you up right i so i think that this just happens across the board with online stuff yeah that happens but no i didn't i didn't go on like any kind of you know sexual escapade where i'm just sleeping with everyone um it did happen i would say you know a few guys but it it wasn't like top of my priority list. Mm-hmm. But when did you start to feel like this desire to get on Craigslist and put out, you know, that kind of ad that you put out where you're really looking to like sort of expand your sexual horizons, you know, with like you're looking for a double penetration, I think you said you're looking to go to like a sex club, you're looking to have an orgy, like, you know, you're looking to take it to the next level, right? Yeah, I, I think... Uh, well, th- it, I've recently started feeling like that, and I think it's just more that I'm bored with just kind of the same thing. Like, you meet a guy, you know, maybe you give him head or you give each other head, you fuck, and that's it. Like, I'm kind of looking for something new, like a, a new thrill, something more intense and, mm-hmm. you know, like something you see in a porn, you know, like extreme, like gangbang or just something, you know, crazy, nasty. Right. You're looking for like more dirtier sex because like you've sort of been there, done that with the regular stuff. I mean, I'm sure in the beginning it was like it was good. But now that you've done that and you're not I'm assuming you're not looking for a relationship at this point. Right. No, definitely not. 
definitely not. So you're just great. You're just cool to have like meaningless sex with random black guys, right? <laughs> but how <laughs> how have you met anybody from your Craigslist ad? Uh, I didn't meet anyone. Um, the ad was really just seeking advice. So I did get some people that, you know, messaged me and was saying, like, you should check out this club or, mm -hmm. you know, get a hotel in this part of town. If you're looking for black guys, you know, you could set something up. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I never actually met anyone from the ad. Right. And now, did you go to any swing clubs or any? Are there one specific? I'm assuming there's one specifically for gay guys, for sure, right? Have did you have you gone to one yet? I haven't gone. Um, I don't have really many gay friends that mm -hmm. I would feel comfortable going to something like that with, and I don't want to go by myself. Right. So, so I have I haven't I haven't gone. But why don't you just get someone on Grinder to go with you? Like, why don't you, or why don't you put an ad out looking? I had a guy on recently who said, because I had a friend who worked in a swingers club in New York, and you know there was a time when a man couldn't go without a woman, right? This was like a straight swingers club, and so guys would like sort of solicit. They would either get a prostitute or an escort, or they, you know, one guy said he would put ads out looking for women to bring them in so that they could get in, right? So why, what did you ever think of like maybe putting an ad out? either on Craigslist or some sort of website, you know, or on Grindr, like that you're looking for somebody to sort of swing with you and go to these places with you. Someone that maybe you could be friends with and maybe you don't even fuck that guy or but you guys just go out fucking other people. Yeah, that, that's a good idea. I, mean, I, you know, I guess that never really crossed my mind to do that. Yeah, you should. That's the best way. And like I said, you don't even have to like have sex with that guy. I mean, maybe you guys will wind up, you know, but there's probably a lot of other guys out there that maybe are curious and want to do the same thing, but maybe they're in the same position that you're in. And so it's like, you know, because some people would just go by themselves because you could go by yourself, can't you? Yeah, I could. I right. Could, yeah. But you don't want to. No, it seems kind of sketchy to me. You know, I'm not really. Mm-hmm. A lot of the areas they're in are not, like, the best areas, and, you know, it, it just seems, I don't know, scary. Right. And and I think if you put it out there that you're looking to do that, even on Grindr or something a little bit more mainstream than Craigslist even, you know, because the gay community, I think, is a lot more open-minded sexually, that you probably meet guys that have been doing it for a while, and they know the places to go to as well. You know, that you might be lucky and pair up with somebody who's more experienced in that world than you are, Right. I mean, you might not, and right. you might both sort of figure it out together, but at least you're with somebody, and if you're in a sleazy place and you're like, oh, my God, this sucks, let's get out of here, you're with someone and you could do that, you know? But maybe you'll meet a guy who's, like, been there, done that, and would take you under his wings, and, you know, you could be, like, someone that goes to places with him, and he could turn you on to shit, you know? Yeah, that's a good idea. Right? Nobody gave you these ideas from Craigslist before? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, um... I guess the people that mostly are on there are just looking for sex. right now sex. Yeah, I was going to be like, they probably wanted know, a dick pic. Yeah, they probably like wanted a dick pic from you, but that's about it. Because I would think that if you're looking for sex on there, like it's easy to find as a gay man because I know a lot of straight guys that call my show that are looking for sex on Craigslist, they get a lot of gay men hitting them up. So I think as a gay guy, that's why I, for some reason I was thinking you were looking to hook up with people on Craigslist. That, you know, if you're a gay man and you put that kind of ad on Craigslist, there's a lot of men out there, especially men in the closet. I'll tell you that. I get a lot of guys calling my show who are on Craigslist 
um, looking for gay sex, but, you know, because they're married and they can't do, you know, that's where they go. Cause where else are people like that going to sort of go to look for people to hook up with? So I think it's easy to find people to hook up with on Craigslist, but I think grinder, like I said, because gay men are more open sexually. I think that's just what I think, especially here in New York that, and you're in a city too, that if you really put it out there, you could put it out there on a grinder or a more mainstream thing like that and find guys that are interested in doing that. And then, you know, it could lead to the other things. I know like, so for you, you want to do double penetration, right? With two black eyes on top of you. Like you think your ass can take that? Um, I, I think it's something I would be willing to try. Right. Um, totally. I've, I've had sex with, you know, black men with extremely large penises. Uh huh. Um, so it's, you know, I, it's not like I'm a virgin or a virgin tide or anything like that. Right. So it's, it's, I think it's more just watching porn, honestly, is, mm-hmm. um, it makes you it sort makes of, makes you want more and more, you know, try more things. Right. Exactly. And I think sometimes in a way, and especially now, like, I mean, you're 26, like I grew up in the time I'm 46. Right. And I grew up in a time where like there was no internet porn. Right. So you like found a VHS with some porn on it and it was like the one thing you had and that's all you had. And it was like amazing. (laughs) There was something actually better about that. I've talked about that before on this podcast too, whereas like when you didn't have access to so much, the littlest thing that you saw was like the hottest thing because it was the only thing you could actually see, you know, that the voyeur and you could actually experience because there wasn't so much shit online. Like now you could go online and it's just like you could become, you know, sometimes I think you do get sort of, because you see so much, you do need more and more or more dirtier shit to sort of get you off because it's everything else is just so available and you've seen it, right? And you get like sort of numb to it, right? So you just have to push the boundaries even more. I don't know if that's a good thing, a bad thing. It just is what the deal is, you know? So I totally get it, you know? Especially when you could go online and you're like double penetration. Next thing you're going to like four guys in your ass. Like, I mean, where do you, where do you stop? But you know, it's like, I, I, I get it because it's like you, you're not looking for a relationship. You've sort of, you know, crossed over and had sex with a lot of black guys. That's what you like, but you just want even more experiences. So why not try all that other stuff? Yeah, definitely. I think I've, I'm really more infatuated with the fact like it would just be so hot. It's almost like I'm living in my own porn and to see, you know, just mm-hmm. to know that I'm having sex with two black guys, which is, you know, it'll, I just imagine it being so hot. Yeah, like, totally. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I think like, you know, it's, I'd be curious, like when that really happens, like how that experience plays out compared to your fantasy. And I'm sure it'll be as hot as I would think as hot as how, you expect it to be as long as you could take it right as long as like you think and I think that like listen I'm a three input girl I've had anal sex so I get it like you uh, your ass like accommodates whatever you know what I mean like I know that like as the more turned on you are like you will totally open up and take in whatever you need to and it's not even painful if you do it properly I think a lot of people have anal sex the wrong way especially women you know guys just want to just put it in and just like they're like holy shit I hate anal sex it's like yeah because you can't just sort of do it that way, you know, but if you're really turned on and you're in the right place physically, like, you know, you could take in whatever you need to take in, you know, you're like, you've taken in like really huge cocks so that you believe you could take two at a time. 
Yeah, I, I think I could. And maybe I wouldn't try to take two extreme, you know, two of the biggest ones that I could find. Right, uh-huh. But, you know, because I'm not trying to you know, hurt myself or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Let me ask you this. Have you ever tried to, like, live out those fantasies, like, with toys and stuff? Like, do you buy shit like that? Like, have you ever tried to, like, double penetrate yourself? No, I, I like the real thing. I've never used any kind of toys or anything like that. Right. I wonder. I mean, girl, women use it. I, I like the stuff. I mean, it's never never going to be like the real thing, you know, but uh, it's not so bad. It's not as good, but it's not so bad. I, I was wondering whether like as a gay man, like you use stuff like that. So you never do. No, I never do. Some guys do. Mm-hmm. Um, from what I know, but how it's, often? It's not my thing. How since you don't have like a boyfriend, right, and you're not dating anyone, how often do you get laid? Um, as often as I want, really. Um, and how does that work? You have guys every... on your phone that you've met yeah, and hooked um, up with already. There's Grinder. There's Jacked, um, mm-hmm. which is another app, mm-hmm. and actually Jacked has more black guys on there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really easy and. You know, I can be at work just messaging with a guy and we set something up for later that evening. Um, and it's there's there's so many guys now on there that it's really just pick and choose. I, you know, I could have a different guy every day, really. Right. But how many guys uh, do choose, like... I choose not I choose not to. I would say I probably have sex maybe once every two weeks or so right with a new guy with a different guy do you have any guys that you see like more than once or any kind of regulars because they're so good like any of those guys that made you come yeah actually yeah i have one guy who's a regular right now and how come he's a regular i'm assuming he makes you come without you even jerking off is that good (laughs) see one of those he he is yes um he he always has weed Uh uh-huh most with me so that's a big plus right and we 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 have good conversation um, before and while we're smoking, just talking about life and our jobs and just mm-hmm. things in general. Mm-hmm. So I, I enjoy his company also. Right. And then, of course, the sex is incredible. Uh-huh. And um, we yeah. work kind of similar schedules, so the, the timing is there for us to be able to meet up. So. Right. So how come, like with a guy like that, right? Because have you ever asked him to sort of do the things that you're looking for? Like, like first of all, you and him could go and find another guy to bring in. Have you had a threesome yet with any of these guys that you've been with? No, I've never had a threesome. I would I think that's have. very easy to hook up. Okay, say you have this guy already, right? And you guys like to smoke weed and you like to fuck and you guys are comfortable talking to each other, right? And he's like a regular. Couldn't you say to him, like, hey, let's bring in another guy? And see, uh, I've actually done that. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I've, was kind of just picking his brain, you know, what, you know, would you, have, would you ever have a threesome? Yeah. And he was like, oh, yeah, you know, I'll be down for that. But the thing is, he is really only attracted to white guys, uh-huh. and I'm really only attracted to black guys. Oh, okay. So it would never really work out. He he would want to have sex with another bottom, mm-hmm. and obviously that would do nothing you know for you well what about this can you guys compromise can't you say okay listen dude i'll fuck a white guy that's a bottom if you fuck a black guy that's a top with me (laughs) or just you guys don't compromise like that (laughs) that's a good idea maybe i should try to bargain with him (laughs) yeah why not you can't do the just get extra stone that day you know what i mean i don't know (laughs) And can't you do like fuck a white guy and be a bot like whatever. And then if he does it for you, right? And so then you both sort of get to experience what you want. 
And then with that black guy, like maybe, you know, because he's into threesomes because he's there with you two guys, right? Like maybe that guy, you could like be like, hey, let's go do this for real. And you could dump that other guy and never fuck a white bottom again. <laughs> you just use him <laughs> to, I'm, I'm, you know. I'm actually supposed to meet with him tonight. So maybe I'll try it out. Yeah, just tell, yeah, you guys already talked about it, right? And he's cool, and he's like, this is, you're both like sort of at a standstill because you're like, I want this, and he's like, I want that. Why don't you say, like, let's both do it. I'll do it with you if you do it with me. I think, why not? You know, you could try it. Yeah, you could blow the white guy. You love the weed thing, right? I mean, listen, I remember like smoking weed. I was like a weed head when I was really young, and then I quit it, and then it would only be something I would, and then I always dated potheads because i think i'm just like more tolerable to potheads because <laughs> i'm a big personality but um i and i would smoke every now and then just have sex because it does make sex like super amazing and more intense right so is that like you always high when you have sex not always mm-hmm. um, i think it just makes it more intense i kind of like the high i guess i like the high mm-hmm. i like the rush of it um mm-hmm. it makes it just makes me less nervous. Uh, right. And more open and to lose your inhibitions. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think you could go to the swinger. Like I know that you had these fantasies out there that you wanted. One was like to go to a swing club. I think you just have to put that out on grinder, looking for a partner to go to a, you know, someone who's either experienced or want to experience it with me. You will find that right away. I don't think that's going to be a problem. Um, I think if you were a woman putting that on match.com, it would be a different story. But I think, you know, on Grinder, <laughs> that's totally fine. You know what I mean? You're not going to get guys to be like, what the fuck? What's wrong with you? You're so creepy. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to get a lot of guys that are either going to be like, hey, I've been there, done that. Let's hang out. Or other guys like, yeah, that's exactly what I'm looking for. And then for your threesome, you have to go to this, you know, your weed friend, your weed head friend and sort of bargain with him. If not, I mean, do you have any other regulars that you could sort of bring it to? No, he's he's really the only guy that I stay in touch with. And, or then you, you know, just have to met. put out an ad looking. You could literally put out ads looking for every single thing that you're looking for and find it. I really believe it. Do you know, did you ever, did you listen to my podcast for um, the Maverick Men? Do you know who they are? Listen to the podcast for what? It's called the Maverick Men. Do you know who the Maverick Men are considering you're into porn and you're gay? Do you know who they are? I do not know. They're really famous guys in porn. And they got into it because they were regular dudes who live here in New York. And they're boyfriends. They're boyfriends with each other. They have a very long relationship. But they fuck other guys constantly. And they decided to... They were just like videotaping it. And they started putting their shit up online. And they got so many likes that they turned into like the hottest couple online. They're really super successful and pretty like well-known in that world. And what they do is they get... Now what they do is they get listeners or fans to come in and fuck them on film and then they put it out there you would probably really enjoy their porn you should google them and listen to their podcast it's really good as well i interviewed them a long time ago but um they bring in guys into their relationship all the time and they are always getting fans that are looking to sort of get involved in a threesome i think men are very into that i think it'd be very easy for you if it doesn't work out with this guy tonight and he doesn't want to compromise to find another guy that would like to do that with you or a couple who are looking for a guy like you to come in and fuck the both of them it goes down a lot in that community i think you could totally find a couple that are looking for a guy to come in and fuck them for sure don't you think 
Yeah, I think I could. Um, yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm sure I could probably find it on Craigslist. I mm-hmm. just, I just haven't done it. I guess. Yeah, you'd have to put out separate ads looking for each one of your things. And I don't think you'll have... I think straight guys have a problem on Craigslist and straight guys have a problem across the board if they're looking for stuff like that because it's harder to find women that are going to do that with a strange man that they don't know. You know what I mean? But I think men are, right. aren't are afraid of other men and they're more open-minded and sex is just sex and it's just like less complicated. So I don't think it would be hard for you to live out these fantasies and get as freaky as you want to be with all these guys and do everything that you want to do and experience it. I just think like at a certain point, you know, where do you go? Like there's going to be like a time where you're like, okay, now what do I do to get off? Like if there's two dicks inside of you at the same time, you know what I mean? Like, is there going to be a time where it's like, you can't get off on anything because you've just done it all, you know? I I hope not. I've, I've actually thought about that myself and, it's not. It's not that I have a problem, you know, getting off with you know one-on-one sex mm-hmm, or anything mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. Um, just I'm kind of have a craving for more. Right, and you just like you you, you want to scratch that itch. It takes more to scratch it at this point, right? And you just don't want to get to the point. See, what happens sometimes with sex is that you know, people will get to a point where because every like they need more or they need something more dirty and they start to do things that maybe cross the line, like maybe public things or somewhere like kind of dangerous and maybe you could get fucking arrested. And that's where you never want to go to. Do you know what I mean? You just don't want to get to that point. Definitely. Yeah. You know, because your mom like you like I'm gay. Like that's one thing is like, mom, I'm gay and I'm in the slammer because like I was, you know, jerking off in public. Like that's another conversation your mother never wants to have with you. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Definitely, like, yes. you don't. I de- yeah, I never want to, you know, put my job or, you know, anything like that at risk. So, yeah. So what I would do with you, too. I mean, just my advice is like, don't do the porn as much I think if you try to not like I think porn is great okay like I'm a lazy masturbator myself like you know sometimes I'll use my imagination but it's so much easier to just go online and get some you know visual stimulation to help me along right but I think that if you don't I don't know how much you watch of it or anything but I think that it can get to the point where what starts to happen is what's happening to you and you don't want it to get worse is where you become numb to regular sex because you're seeing so much so Maybe hold off a little bit if you can. A, you'll enjoy the porn more, I think, if you just pull it back a little bit. And B, you won't get to that level, like I said, where maybe, you know, you need too much where it's like illegal shit, you know? But I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to do what you want to do. I think you're open-minded. You're experiencing things. You don't want to be in a relationship. And, you know, why not do all those things that you want to do? I think it's great. And doable. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel. I'm, you know, I'm single right now. I'm, I, I don't want to date, so I, mm-hmm. you know, another thing is maybe I just want to get it all out of my system now. Totally. Because um, I know when when I do start to date, and I'm I'm very jealous, and you know what's mine is mine, and I don't like to share. So right. So I you're not going to want to things now. Right. And I think that that's great. I personally would rather get a guy who's fucked a 500 girls than five. You know, because to me, it's like been there, done that. You're less like you're more likely, I believe, to have somebody who's going to be more happy being monogamous and staying in a relationship if they've, you know, sort of experienced all the stuff that they need to experience. Right. I think a lot of people are cheating and doing all this stuff on the side because nobody lets their freak flag fly and they keep everything hidden and it's the only way to do it. So I think it's much better to do what you're doing. You're still super young and you're 
not interested in having a relationship. So live out all your sexual fantasies. So by the time you're in a relationship, you'll do all that stuff with somebody. And maybe instead of bringing a third person in because you've been there, done that, you won't have that desire so much, you know, and you'll, and you'll just be happy with your one guy. All right. You know, and he'll be happy that you had that. And hopefully he's had those experiences too. I think that that's better. I personally don't think, I don't know why people like think it's great to meet someone with no sexual experience because I think everywhere sexual beings and people have like curious minds and stuff that I think it's much better to meet somebody that's done it all, you know, <laughs> sort of been there, done that, right? Because I think they're less likely exactly. that if they're going to stray. That's how I feel. I mean, I was always very sexually liberated as a woman, even though I grew up a long time ago. I was more the minority and I couldn't wait to have sex when I was really young and I did a lot of stuff and I fucked a lot of guys and I never really felt bad about it and I did been there done that so I'm like a really settled person in my life right now because of it and it's just like I'm kind of like the opposite now I'm just like really into straight sex and someone that I like and that's just the way that I am but I've done everything else so I don't really have that need to ever be looking someplace else or wondering what something is because anything that I ever wanted to do, I did, you know, cause I was a super curious person and I just wanted to have experiences and I always thought sex was really great and it's a healthy thing and why not, you know? So I think that that's your thing too. And I think that it's good and you're, you should be doing that, you know, and I think it's very easy for you to live out the fantasies that you want to live out considering you're a gay guy in a city and you have grinder and Craigslist and all that stuff. And you will be, have no problem finding people to sign up for what you're looking for. No, I'm really serious. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm going to, I'm going to try some of the things you suggest. Try them. And then I want to, I want to recap call when you hook up, when you and this guy fuck a white guy on the bottom and maybe you like have the worst experience of your life or the best experience. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear about it. So keep me posted and take my suggestions. I think it's you'll you you're gonna find all that shit on Craigslist or Grinder. Put it out there and let me know how it goes. Okay. Okay, thanks for calling right, in, Brad. I will do that. Okay, good luck. Okay, thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. Ah, mm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com. We make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.